Hi, this is Zach Ward, better known as Scott Farkas from A Christmas Story, Nikolai Genofa from Resident Evil Apocalypse, as well as Dave from the TV show Titus. You are listening to the Movie Guys podcast. So sit back, relax, and go on a journey with three really stupid men. You can also follow them at, at Movie Guy Podcast. Have fun. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. And welcome to Movie Guys Podcast. Tonight we have a special episode for all of you. Uh, we kind of hid it from you because we wanted to surprise you. But we got Zach Ward, an amazing actor here for an interview tonight. I'm Jordan Long here with Eric and Ed. Zach, how are you doing tonight? I am good, gentlemen. I'm uh, over here in Los Angeles. Uh, you guys are three hours ahead of me, so it's only 7 o'clock here. Uh, I'm excited to be on the show. I've heard really great things about most of you. One of you... I've heard horrible, horrible stories yeah. about it. I'm not going to say who it is. I think, I think we all know who I'm talking about. It's really it, it, it yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they say, funny. they say only get one shot. One of first impressions, right? <laughs> <laughs> one, one of us may like debauchery more than the other two. Just, just say it. Nice. <laughs> but, Zach, thank you again for being here. Um, and to all the fans, uh, we appreciate you downloading this episode. Uh, but we're going to sit down and talk with Zach Ward here about all the stuff he's done in the past and, of course, what's going on in the future and uh, going on for the future and past, present, and future. I'm sorry. Wow. Bad choice words. Uh, but I want to start off right at the bat by uh, uh, talking to Zach here about how I first got introduced to him. And it wasn't a Christmas story, it was Titus. Yeah. And Titus is my favorite comedian, and that's when I first got introduced to you. Uh, how was that experience working on that on that show with, with Christopher Titus and everybody? With Stacey Keach, Stacey too. Keach. Stacey Keach is amazing. Um, the show was fantastic. Like, it's, it's hard to translate what a great experience that was. Three years of learning so much, the best writers – doing that in front of a live audience. And for those of you who have seen the show, um, you know, a, lo- a half-hour sitcom is, is roughly 22 minutes back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, back when we were shooting that. And if you look at a show like Friends, an episode of Friends will probably take 8 to 11 hours to shoot one episode. And the oh, audience sits wow. there watching the whole thing. The way we did it, uh, which was amazing, and it hadn't been done since I Love Lucy, literally, uh, with a live audience this way, is that we did it in real time. We had already recorded the what we call the neutral spaces, which is Christopher Titus inside the uh, that room with the electric chair talking to the camera. Yeah. We call that the neutral space. We, sh- we recorded that on Wednesday. Then we recorded on Thursday the flashbacks. And then we ran everything else like a play and literally you know, the show would start. There's a 500 person audience and they're looking up um, 
at monitors above them. And uh, they see all the, the opening of the TV show. You know, they have... Ding, 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 right? ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. And then it comes into Christopher Titus in the neutral space. And then it goes to a flashback. It comes to neutral space. Flashback. Neutral space. Live show. And there's wow. Chris, myself, Stacy, Cynthia, David, Shatra. And we are in the midst of the episode. We start it. Whatever we're doing, if there's an argument, we're doing whatever the fuck it is. Now we're doing that. And we keep on doing that scene. And then uh, we've got four cameras going at the same time. And they're called ABC four. and X. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the standard proscenium uh, shooting structure on um, a sitcom like that. You always have four. A, B, C, and X. You call it X because C and D rhyme. Or sound similar. That's the reason why you also had a countdown for setting a rocket to space. Five, yeah, three, two. There you go. So uh, we then when we get to our point, um, somebody's breathing really fucking loudly on their mic, <laughs> and it sounds like my grandma's Jordan. about to fall asleep. Jordan, um, continue. <laughs> 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 you you calls coming from inside the house. Good God! I'm um, excited, man. That's um, he, must have that effect. he may he may be masturbating. We don't know. <laughs> oh my God! Continue. Yes. Continue. Yes. Continue. Oh, I want to hear more. All right. So we would be doing it live, and then we'd hear and freeze, and literally everybody who's in the scene would stop moving. The lights would go down on the stage in the audience above them on those monitors, the screens would pop up or they'd open, like they turn on again and the scene, whether it be a neutral space or a flashback would play right fucking now and go neutral space, Chris Titus, then flashback, then back to neutral space and we're back. And then lights would come back up on the stage, and we would continue the scene. Now, the only thing we would be doing while we were literally standing frozen, waiting for the neutral space and flashback to finish itself off, is we'd be staying in the moment of the of the emotion of what was happening. If we were in an argument, if I was in a fight with uh, Chris Titus, I would be staying there talking to him. Our mics would be cut, and uh, hold on, hey baby. I'm doing an interview with uh, the Movie Guys podcast. They're all over the fucking place. So don't listen to anything they say. They're horrible, horrible fucking people. So, yeah, don't let the dog bark. Um, so, because I'll kill that animal. Hi, baby. Um, okay, so I would be talking to Chris. If Chris and I were in an argument about something, we would be whispering to each other, I can't believe you fucking did that. You son of a bitch. You came out of son of a bitch. I can't, can't believe it. Keeping that Keep moment. Going, and yeah. then they go, and so we're waiting for the neutral space in the flashback. And then we come back and we're back. And we go right back into the scene, arguing, moving, being funny, hopefully, and whatever else we do. And we did the whole episode like that. And for you guys, for you guys to have a perspective and, and put it into a, comparison study so if you're watching an episode of friends on stage your ass is going to go fucking numb because it takes so long to shoot and they just keep on running all right we're gonna do that joke again we're gonna do that joke again we're gonna do that joke again and it's a long ass time yeah. and we never did that so one episode that's roughly you know when aired 22 minutes we would shoot the whole thing in roughly 35 to 40 
Oh wow! Nuts. Wow. So we would so like the audience would be in in in, in these uh, seats. Before we get out there, they'd be watching another episode that we'd done. They think that's cool. Then we come out, we do our thing, and we do the whole show. We're done in 45 minutes, and we now fuck off, and they watch another episode. They have 30 minutes or 22 minutes or a half, 40 minutes or whatever to watch another episode, and we go upstairs, and we've got 14 writers uh, including Titus, uh, Chris Titus, uh, Jack Kenny, Brian Hargrove, who are show creators, and a slew of amazing uh, writers in the writers' room. And we go upstairs, and they're telling us this joke worked, this joke died, and here's the options for all those jokes that died. So that script that we just did, we are now being given new lines to punch up the jokes that we just learned failed in front of a live audience. And it, it was great near the end because you have this very magical, they have, they have a very interesting science to how you understand whether or not a joke works when you pitch it, uh, you laugh. Yeah. So it got to the point, <laughs> right? Like kind of fucking tits because you would be, you'd be sitting there and you know, you got all these different writers and like, okay, blah, blah, blah. What about this? Mm, blah, 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 this. Mm, what about this <laughs> yeah and that was literally everybody <laughs> like that's the best one circle that go through the whole script then they punch out this uh, or you've written down the new lines and then you go rehearse with the new lines for like another 15 20 minutes because you don't have a lot of time no. and then you go back downstairs and do the whole show again from beginning to end and with the new lines included in the second pass what we called it um, and then we come out, we wave goodbye to the audience. We stand, we come out, we take a bow or, or, or uh, our guest stars take a bow and sure. then, um, everybody leaves and then, uh, the audience leaves and then we have a couple of pickup shots and we're done by, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And we started at, wow. we, st we got there at one o'clock in the afternoon. We were rehearsing and we probably started the show, uh, five o'clock six o'clock so uh, i mean wow. doing something like that though is quite unique if it's going to be oh yeah it is stage performance and uh, i would say that it shows a camera that you get when you're an actor if it's going to be something like that where you know there's you know the retake is not really an option you're doing this in one uh you look more in the moment maybe more of a genuine response a little bit more of a responsibility to shine a bit more, you know? Well, you know, here's the thing is yes and no. I mean, uh, I, you, hmm. honestly, uh, in the beginning, it was kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like, hmm. I wouldn't call it nerve wracking because when you're rehearsing that much, and I, I learned this from Christopher Titus, when I first got the job and I was working on him, on it with him, and I get the script, and he's like, hey, we're going to go rehearse this. I'm like, no, no, I, I want to keep it fresh <laughs> for the day. And he looked at me and said, yeah, I don't uh, give a fuck what you want to do. Get your ass <laughs> in the fucking room. We're going to run it until our eyes bleed. And then it's going to get good. And he was 100% right. Um, because that's where you find the ability to play is when you don't have to think about it. So by the time we got to shoot day in front of a live audience, uh, it was fucking awesome awesome it was so much fun the audience gave you so much energy and it, it, was, it was this crazy experience because yes uh 
you're, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away from them. Yeah. And they're raised up above you so they can all look down. But at the same time, you got four cameras on you, and there's a switcher in a booth going, go from A, go to X, cut to B, go to C, but go back to A. And those pictures are being up on the monitors. So even though you're 30 feet, when there's a close-up on you, the camera's right on your face. And so any subtle movement or facial expression that you make, the audience is able to perceive it as if you're like two feet away from these people. And then, so that makes that the, the slightest facial expression can elicit such an incredible amount of laughter and, and nuance and subtlety. Oh yeah. And it's, uh, it was fucking so much fun, dude. Like it was the best time ever. It, it was such a, you know, and nowadays, I don't know if you guys know this, but nowadays the way sitcoms are shot, fuck buddy. It's brutal. Well, it's horrible, man. Even the way they, that's uh, done, not many two, not many shows have done it after that. The only one I can think of is O2. There's one in, a comedy on like NBC or CBS or one of those shows that did it. Uh, and Louis C.K. did one, Horace and Pete, on his on his network. He did with like a, a live audience. Uh, um, yeah, in in a play kind of format or theatrical uh, format. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't watch the Louis C.K. thing. I tried to get into it, and 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 uh, I didn't very, care. It's very but different. I love Louis C.K. I mean, I love, <laughs> like he's a god of comedy. I just couldn't get into that fucking thing. But the reason, like, they don't do it anymore is because it's very expensive. Yeah, you have to have all the seats there. You have to have the insurance. You have to have the infrastructure, the parking, and then you have to get all these people. And then a, a lot of people don't want to stay that long. So usually the standard formula is to do it for eight to 10 hours and people hate it. Um, and now what they do, and it's so gross, dude. It's so gross. On, I've done some uh, Disney show one time and they literally, and I shit you not, they have paid laughers. Oh, yeah. Wow. Buddy. But here's the problem. If you said Disney, so, I, I could have guessed that. It's fucking horrid. Like your your comedy depends upon timing. So you're doing a you're doing a scene in front of the cameras and thirty feet away from you, behind a little movable wall, are five people who have been hired to sit and watch your performance uh on their monitor and laugh at it. Okay, that's weird as it is. No, I mean it's not too bad. <laughs> But the problem is they have a time lag. So they're like a good second and a half behind. Oh. So whatever the wow. fuck you say, it, it's like waiting for laughter to give you a timing from somebody who's two and a half seconds behind you. Yeah, that's that's a tough So you have trigger. this incredibly uncomfortable stance. Like, wow. you know, when you watch the news and they're like, so are you going to tell us, did you rape that little girl? Yeah, let's go to Jane on the spot. Jane? And it just fucks it, man. So, it, and now they've taken to just cutting out all the uh, live audiences. And I guess I get it because. What are you doing, Jordan? Oh, don't worry about him. Yeah, don't worry about him. Just keep don't worry talking. about me. Don't worry about me, Zach. Keep going, buddy. Uh, what's, I, I okay, what's uh, oh no? He's just smoking weed in the dark. You creepy fucker. That's <laughs> my wife is um, talking to me right now. Oh, okay, sorry about that, pal. Yeah. Yeah, so, but it, it was really a, a time like it was. 
It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was incredibly difficult, and it was incre- It was a Camelot. It was incredible sure. fucking Camelot That's of opportunity. Of, that's a good way of putting it, too. I mean, and, uh, it, it, something like that, too, obviously adds to the rap sheet. And going forward, I mean, to have something uh, like that to go with it, too. I mean, uh, I was looking over. I wanted to switch into to Bethany, too, because I know that he's, you sure. co-wrote this. Yeah. And uh, looking at the to the credit. There's not a uh, – you have some other um, – this is the IMDb page uh, for your other writing works here. Uh, this seems to be, what, the second feature? Uh, I've written Restoration, Bethany, Terror of Halloween. Um, I've written HVT that hasn't been made yet. I'm writing a series now. I also wrote uh, If Looks Could Kill. That was made into a movie of the week. Um, what was the other one I wrote? I also wrote Condemned. That hasn't been made yet. I wrote seven movies in the last two years, five of which have been made. Holy cow. I, I mean, is it uh, uh, because these all have kind of the same theme, right? More of a, uh, a haunted horror theme? Yeah, they're more of a horror theme. That's what I got. Hi- oh, I also did one called uh, Circus Kane. You know, I forget them. Uh, yeah, but they're horror theme because that's what people wanted me to be able to do for them, so I did. Uh, well, I have to say, like, I, I really did enjoy, like, this from the story aspect of, of Bethany. Like, I, uh, I, this movie podcast, like, it, it's, I like to pride ourselves in one thing is that um, if we were to watch a movie, if there's something we didn't like about a movie, then what would you replace it with? Or what would you think, you know, right. would fit better? Because right. it's really easy just to shit on anything. But, okay, then, buddy, if you, I know you're, <laughs> I'm not going to see you making it, but what would you do better then, you know? And, uh, right. Uh, I'm not going to sit here. Obviously, my expertise of, of film reaches as far as the uh, the remote on the on the coffee table. But, okay. Uh, but no, this story was locked tight. Like I, I mean, these guys know, and anyone, uh, all of the viewers know that. I, I mean, I I try to to crack down on the story, be like, well, this was unbelievable. But I, I actually enjoyed it. everything. Made sense. I didn't have any cool. questions. Anything after it. Um, I, yeah, I and I, the. Honestly enough, uh, going into it, it, it was just like, okay, well, I don't know where we're going with this, but that second part, I actually texted these guys when it was happening too. Those 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 kind of twists and turns at the end. It's like, what the hell is going on here? Now I'm now I'm watching. Now let's get yeah. into it here. So like, yeah, I was uh, I was very very happy with uh, the way this turned out, man. Like, uh, you have a neck for for horror. It looks like. Thank you. Well, I got to give a lot of credit to uh, James Cullen Bresick. He. Uh... Uh, story-wise, we built the story structure together. Um, <laughs> now, he also this directed, be, right? Yeah, he also directed it. I produced both restoration. Uh, we produced Restoration and Bethany together. We did them back-to-back. We used the si- same locations, doubled them up, the same crew. Uh, we wrote both films together. I directed Restoration, which if you haven't seen it, go fuck yourself. Uh <laughs> Just to keep it real, because thanks a lot, dickheads. Um, <laughs> I've watched all of your movies, ass. But um, so I directed Restoration, and actually my mom's in Restoration. Uh, my 82-year-old mother's in Restoration. Shout out to everyone's moms. She fucking kills it, boy. She kills it. <laughs> um, yeah, you should really see it. I'm so proud of her. And then, uh, so then we'd written both, and then... I focused on polishing up Restoration, and then he focused on polishing up uh, Bethany after we did a 
uh, they did a couple drafts of it. And really, because James's family, how to say this and not be a yep, complete yep. dick. Take a, take uh, a word. James's family is very biting. Like there, the the mom, his mom. The first time I met her, I was helping James with something, and she says, "Oh, so you're the blah blah blah." Uh, by the way, she happens to be Jewish. That's the thing. And she goes, uh, "So, what are you doing for the holidays?" I said, "Well, um, you know, my my brother and his wife are coming out, and they're hanging out with us. And where are they from?" Uh, they're from Toronto. Uh, both my brother, my his wife, and my mom live in Toronto. And my brother and she goes, "Oh, but you didn't bring out your mother." Oh. And I was like, "Dude, you just called me a bad son. Yeah. I just fucking met you. Like, are you high? Also, I'm a grown ass fucking man. Like, I'm almost fifty. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here." So that's sort of like subtle, digging, very um, I want to say stereotypical, vitriolic feminine, undermining, passive-aggressive type behavior, right? That's the thing that James is familiar with because he's got two sisters and the older mom, and they have this kind of like, you know, reach around and stab the dagger in the back of the, you know, stab the, uh, stab the dagger in the back type of conversation, whereas my family was like, hey, you're being a fucking dick. Knock it off. Okay, I'm sorry for being a dick. All right, I love you. Like that was – we're very abrupt – direct people we may scream but then we're like hey sorry i called you a cunt mom and i wish you would die uh love you again i know honey i i know sorry i threw that chair at your face it's all right it missed so that was like i was not good at that sort of um tragic subtext that very fem and i hate to sound misogynistic but that very feminine energy of passive aggressive nature and james is and so he was very when he started writing the women the the relationship between shannon doherty and her daughter and i would read the script i was like oh my god if i grew up in your house i'd fucking kill myself i would just just say that i was like i I found i found the basis for for the characters in this movie then just as you describe his family it's just like well that well all that makes sense let's just go ahead and yeah scratch out you gotta you gotta i gotta give it to to james like he really he really created a dynamic between mother and daughter that felt uh, so uncomfortably toxic. Um, and you could see how it just manipulated and crushed the spirit of a child. Yeah. And uh, are you like literally, it makes you want to go over and give James a hug and like, are you okay, man? Are you okay? There was, there was a <laughs> you, lot. And... You need a therapist. <laughs> well, they did a really good job of, of transitioning from like the present to, to the past, those flashbacks when it was uh, oh. old, old pair and young pair. I really, like a few of them stood out where she was like turning the spoon and uh, it went from spoon in the tea to the spoon in the in the soup. Like there's right. certain things like they were knocking on the door, went from one door to the other door. Uh, so I, I like that, but yeah, like you could really tell that, uh, uh, the main character, uh, uh, Claire, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Claire. That, uh, she was like, really just like, Hey, this is like, this was a fucked up, like uh, stuff's resurfacing <laughs> here, you know, like, Hey, yeah. something's happening here. I'm not, I'm not yeah. really cool with what's going on, but at the same time, like a little bit curious to know what the hell is going on. And uh, yeah, a lot of it made sense uh, towards the end, especially like uh, some of the the first fright scenes. You know, like there was a one 
one what the fuck moment completely was when she was uh first off she she looks in every time she looks in a mirror it's just bad bad news yeah, but well, I mean, that's a classic horror film yeah. trope. Mirrors just not going to be a good place. When the uh, the 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 stitching string was coming out of her face, that uh, with her fingers, touch her fingers, that one time, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then, like, it all made sense at the end. It's like, "Oh no, shit!" Right. Right. And that's what I was right. Thinking, well, that's fucking. That was a that was a good callback. It was fucking great, actually. Well, thanks, man. Thank you. We we I, I think we did. I think we did more than the average bear with what we had. Um, writing you know for that for that genre for that structure and i i definitely wanted the film to be something that would appeal to james's uh loyal cadre of horror fans but at the same time uh wouldn't be so grotesque that it would ostracize uh audiences with a more tender stomach yeah. for so for example i laugh at shit where people's heads get ripped off because i'm very familiar with practical effects yeah my my fiance if she hears a, you know, someone's skull getting crushed in noise, she's like, "Oh my god!" You know, it's, it's so I wanted to make sure that the film could be watched by a boyfriend and girlfriend, not to be misogynistic, but by someone who likes it and so someone who likes horror and someone who's a pussy. So I wanted to balance that out, whatever sex or gender that ended up being. No, we usually refer to that as a as a date movie on here, right, boys? It's just like a there you absolutely. Wow, oh, you did it much um, more politically correct than I said it. Thank you. I'll say that from now on. A, a lot of Netflix and chill movies go on around here. Nice. <laughs> uh, exactly. Guys, like, that's great. You. I'm very. I mean, congratulations for I coming mean, out I like mean, that. That's brave. Back <laughs> yeah, the Gee, uh, thanks. Appalachia. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to Did talk. you just say go fuck yourself to Zach Ward? Okay. Um, well, not, no, no, no. I was joking. Myself. I was joking. Jordan, um, he, he told us his bucket list well before uh, this show had started. And yeah, I know. That was clearly True. one right there, right? Almost at the top. Got to tell Zach Ward. True. Uh, Zach, um, I, I have to ask this, but uh, uh, how's it working with uh, Tom Green? Uh, Tom he's Green. a sweetheart. How, he's was, a very, he, how he, was that? He's a very nice man, uh, very kind, as nice as you think he would be, just beyond adorable. I was, I was happy to see him in here. Um, I, I like to do this where if, if I go see a movie, I don't like to, to research it uh, much at all. Right. Because, well, yeah, exactly. You won't get don't, surprised. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so starting this one, yeah, when the camera first turned, I was like, oh, fuck, it's Tom Green. It's like, yeah. This is, yeah. This is even better. And then, and then yeah, obviously, Shannon Doherty right after that, too. That was... Yeah, so great casting. That was nice to see. Great. Um, Zach, can I bring up another question from the past, if you don't mind? Go ahead and knock yourself out. How was it uh, being Nikolai from Resident Evil Apocalypse? Oh, How was we, that? We reviewed that, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did. That was fun. That was uh, that was pretty cool. That was a. Um, you got killed by zombie dogs. I did. I did. Was that? And was it, that requested? I, and it <laughs> sucked. Because I was having that badass moment where I was fucking taking down all the zombies. Boom, 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 boom. Just being a fucking stone cold killer. And then I roll up. I'm like, I've got, save the girl. I've got this bitch. And, and no, I didn't. I got my ass chewed open by a fucking, you know, Doberman. So, uh, yeah, it kind of sucked. It was, I mean, the movie doing it was great. Um, How that I was that filmed in Toronto, right? Yeah, that's where I'm from. Also oh, perfect. So I was in your hole then. Oh, perfect then. Yeah, actually, this is a little piece of trivia for your boys. Um, okay. The place, actually, the school. It plays a school in the movie, where the children are chewing on the teacher, and the zombie dogs are coming through. 
That was my fucking high school, dude. Was it? <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. I felt like such a stone cold pimp to be like, oh, what's going on? That's I don't amazing. know. Just shooting a $70 million movie in my high school, you bitches. Yeah, don't <laughs> invite me to any fucking reunion. Suck say, a bag of yeah. That'd be one hell of the reunion right there, too. Yeah. Right? I was gotta, right? You're doing what? Oh, well, good luck with that. And then, yeah. yeah. Guess what now, Miss so, Johnson? So, Zach, I got, a, I, got a, I got a fun little story to tell you here about you, real quick, Ooh. if you don't mind. Uh, Get it. So, it was 2003, and um, my uh, dad raised me on uh, Friday the 13th movies. Um, we've interviewed Ted White, who played uh, Jason in Friday the 13th Part 4 back in the day. Okay. So, uh, we went to go see Freddy vs. Jason. And at this point... You know, I was a big fan of Titus. I had all the DVDs, you know. I knew who you were and everything. Poster on the and wall. All of a, yeah, and all of a sudden, your wrists are cut in a bathtub. And I'm like, is that fucking Zach Ward? That's fucking Zach Ward. What the fuck? Like, how was that for five, <laughs> ten minutes in Freddy versus Jason? Like, I was I was shocked that you were in the movie. So to be honest with you, like, most people are shocked like, when they see me in anything. And their response is always... Holy fuck, is that that redheaded dick? Oh, it is him. <laughs> what is he doing in this? Why, he Why doesn't he have a coonskin movie? cap on? <laughs> right? Is that the, yeah, the Google thing? Who's. I mean, like, I mean, I was just shocked. I was just shocked to see you in the theater. You in, I mean, yeah. I mean, did you get a chance to meet Robert England? Did he get a, I mean, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, did yeah. Did you have an experience? Um, it was uh, literally three and a half hours of makeup to get those fake arms on with the tubes and all that stuff. And then. Um, uh, the Robert England was there teaching me how to walk, do his walk, and how to move his body, uh, move the body like he does because he does it like um, uh, the choreographer from All That Jazz, which is whom again? He's got a name. All That Jazz, nope. that would be uh, Roy Scheider. No, that's the actor no. who played the choreographer. Oh, you, shit. You're talking about in the, uh, the, the, the stage entrance? Hold on a second, gentlemen. I'm using the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> Bob Fosse. Bob Fosse was a little feller who um, was the choreographer, and he kind of was built like uh, uh, George Costanza's dad from Seinfeld. You know, he has that sort of like orangutan body, uh, like dumpy little uh, middle part, long, creepy arms. Or yeah, Stiller, there you Stiller? go, Stein. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, he's what's-his-face's father. Ben Stiller. Uh, the uh, ben, not Stein. God damn it, Stiller. Guys. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Stiller. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ben. St it's Stiller. Yeah, and he's he's built. He, he's the father of what's his ass, Stiller. Uh, God, uh, we're sucking at this. So, anyways, so Bob Fosse. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> yes. You know, in editing, we'll sound like fucking geniuses. Just enter. Just get like a robot voice to enter, like Bob Fosse. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> right. The, um, the, so the anyways, beauty of our show is we don't edit it; it just goes. <laughs> that's that's terrifying. So uh, Bob Fosse <laughs> tilt his body in such a way to make himself look more streamlined and aquiline and attractive uh, for dancing, and um, that's everything that 
Freddy Krueger was based on that Robert England had created. If you noticed, uh, if you really take music, yeah, he based his body movement on Bob Fosse. And if you look at how Freddy Krueger walks and moves, it is like someone getting ready to dance in all that jazz or cabaret. It's, it's exactly the, hat, the, same. The, the the kind of the, the oh my god, it's, it's exactly Fosse the same. move. Michael Jackson, yep. the that same is thing. so interesting. And his his key was to you know you have to drop your right shoulder if you've got when you've got the glove on because it has to look like that hand is super heavy when in fact the thing's not heavy at all. So wow. um, he, he taught me how to do all that, and I've now revealed the secrets to you for only thirty nine nine five. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the great part was getting in a, a bathtub filled with fake blood when you're basically a fucking albino redhead. Because uh, that stained my skin for literally a week. I looked like I was hot pink. And then also I'm wearing something which called a, a cock sock in the industry, which is like a, a banana hammock with no butt on it. And uh, it's like a wet t-shirt <laughs> contest for your balls. So everybody's looking at your sack. Um, and you have to make that like, hi, nice to meet you, crew. This is the head of my dick. Like yeah. that's literally <laughs> what happened. Don't mind me just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. So here's um, here's what I want to know. You know, if I if I read this correctly, um your your mother was an actor, your brother's an actor and you know, they no. sort of wanted didn't want to no, keep you. No, 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 I'm wrong. No, you're wrong already. You're wrong. Okay. My mother's an actress. Uh my brother is a rigging grip now. My, okay. Uh, and a father to my nephew, uh Lincoln Zacharias Foster. But um my brother was never an actor. Well, he tried a okay. little bit when he was younger, but he kind of sucked, and uh, he knew it, so he got out of that. He's a rigging grip. He does big movies in Toronto, but you're right. He was the reason. Uh, like I wanted to start acting, and my mom said no, have a normal life. And then my brother debated it with her. What was the definition of a normal life? She acquiesced. I started auditioning at the age of ten. Um, took like a year. I got my first commercial. Which was Jello. If you, I think you can look it up on the YouTube's. It's pathetically cute. <laughs> oh my like, god! Honestly, really? oh my god! Redheads are adorable, and then we grow up to be just assholes. But <laughs> as children, just oh my god! Um, and then I got Christmas Story. What? Well, you know, the second part to that was going to be because you did answer literally everything I was going to ask. You. <laughs> what? What films inspired you to get into? Into acting, or or what? What movies made you love acting? Actually, like you no, know, it was uh, it was Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare. Um, wow, I didn't know who made Taming of the Shrew, um, and it was because my mom was working in Stratford, Ontario at the time. She was in Romeo and Juliet and some other plays, and Taming of the Shrew, and she would explain stuff to me. Uh, in a from a book called Lamb's Tales of Shakespeare, lambs meaning little kids. So she would explain stuff to me, and she would try to explain the dirty jokes in a way that was funny. And I knew that it was supposed to be funny without it being completely erotic and grotesque. And there's a there's That's a line a in the tin. What's that? What the, the, give credit to your mom? A challenge to one interpret Shakespeare. Then yeah. to tell the joke in Shakespeare, and yeah. then to to put it on a children's level, like what a yes. brilliant what a brilliant woman. Yeah, she's pretty fucking hilarious. Um, and nice catch, by the way, gentlemen. That that you're right. That is a lot of interpretive dance. Yeah, and there is a <laughs> joke uh, in Taming the Shrew where 
can't remember the name of the character, but he says, blah, 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 my tail and your tongue. And it means you're going to suck my dick. Oh. And, <laughs> and my way my mom explained it to me was like, because she used to do this thing where she would, you guys can see my hand, the audience can't, uh, making a hand with a little fist and doing this kind of like puppet mouth with oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she would chase me around and say, oh, they're flying bombs. They're going to fart on you. Boot, boot. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, not the bombs. <laughs> and it's just a hand puppet, right? Like made out of your knuckles. So she was explaining it on that level of comedy. So when I go to see the play, I'm waiting for this moment where someone's going to talk about their wiener. And it's hilarious. I'm very excited about it. And the guy pulls a. Blah 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 blah, and my tail and your tongue. Yeah, as and everybody that line too. Goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as if it's some deep meaning, as opposed to eh, you're gonna touch my wiener, which is what <laughs> it was supposed to be. And at that moment, watching them, I was I was so disappointed that this guy wasn't funny. I was like, what? Ah, kind of want to be a this fly on the sucks. wall just to have Zach in the background. I, little little Zach just goes, say wiener. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I said But actually, that was the moment that got me into acting. I looked at that. I was like, that guy sucks. I could do better than that guy. Wow. And that's what started me wanting to do acting. And actually, that's kind of what started me doing everything in my life is that I watched somebody else that's do awesome. shitty. And I came up with a saying about that. Uh, great movies are inspirational. Shitty movies are motivational. <laughs> that's oh, that's amazing. That's a, can I tweet that? Uh, just give give me fucking respect for yeah. it because I came up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. That's Zach brilliant. On that dude. One. That's, uh, so wait, you Zach? Uh, how long, next week? I was actually curious to know how how long you grown up in in Stratford. Then your mom worked there. I was there for hold on a second. What's up, babe? Oh, okay. That's creepy. So I my my fiance is being an audience of one, and now I'm getting really fucking uncomfortable. So, anyways, this one time when I was never with another woman. Uh, <laughs> That'll do it. Um, yeah, she's poking her big ass head in. Hi. There you go. Hi. Hello. It's like, it's like an Easter island with a blonde wig on it. Hi. 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 <laughs> How you Shut doing? Up, uh, she's good. Um, so what was your question again? Uh, Stratford. So how long uh, you're, Stratford, you said your mom I was in Stratford there? for, damn, like a year and a half, two years? It's not a bad surrounding to be there for, for that long, man. Like I had gone there for, uh, it, for it, a, a lot of cool shit happened there. I got to play backstage. I got to wear armor and play with swords and, um, you know, uh, watch all the performers. I met Maggie Smith. If oh, you guys nice. don't know who that is, Google it. Maggie Smith is in is like Dame Maggie Smith. She's knighted in England. She was in Harry Potter. Yeah, Professor McGonagall, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go, gentlemen. Um, mm. And I got to meet all these amazing actors and watch their process. And at the same time, I got to get the fucking shit beat out of me on a daily basis at the school go. I was going to. Now we're talking. Because I was a little ginger boy named Zach with a dog named Tinkerbell and no dad, and I didn't play hockey. Yep. That's so uh, and the qualifications <laughs> right there. Just you started right from the top and went all the way down oh, the dude. list. It's hey, who's the new kid? Paul, Adam, David? No, he's some freckled freak with red hair named Zach and a oh. miniature poodle named Tinkerbell. Oh, he's Let's fucking be. kill him. <laughs> yeah. So can't that let that was one a... fly. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that is unacceptable. Yeah. I can't, yeah, can't be happy. Well, we can't let that. 
I was a redhead and when I was a kid, the only other redhead hero I knew of was Peter Pan. Peter Pan's sidekick was Tinkerbell. I got the dog when I was six, seven, and my mother, God bless her soul, didn't uh, think to go, great name, honey. Why don't you make that your secret name and name him <laughs> the, your ministry <laughs> something like Axe Warrior or Master of Coolness or something that won't get your ass beat in these small hick towns we live in, so... I, yeah, you find that like older you are though, like you hear about that, and like, that's actually like, oh, that's kind of a thing. Like I, I knew a guy who, after he saw Milo and Otis, he mowed lawns until he saved enough money to actually buy a pug on his own because he loved the movie so much. But Aww, you know, kind of yeah, exactly. One of those, oh, you know, finds uh, uh, some belief and support in Peter Pan, gets uh, gets himself a sidekick Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah, and and ends up getting the shit kicked at him and uh, studying martial arts. There you yeah, go. That that now, Zach, next week we are going to be reviewing Alien Covenant. Ooh, I so can't wait to see I that. Have, that's what I wanted to ask. So I wanted to ask you real quick. Are sure. you are two two part question, very quick. Are you a hardcore alien fan or a huge fan like I am? And are you excited to see the movie? I was curious what you thought about Let, that. Let's preface this before he answers this, that Jordan will jerk this movie off to the best of his ability, no matter what, because he Zach, loves everything there I is have. to do about aliens. I, I honestly, Zach, I, I have, I have active figures of comic books. So oh, yeah, dude. go ahead. I actually, uh, I have the eggs. I have the uh, collectible eggs, the little ones. Oh, shit. No, you don't. I haven't opened cool. the package yet, and uh, they have the, they're like, little ones, and they have the the, the face huggers inside them. Um, and we've lost Jordan forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the movie. I'm I, gone, I, guys. I'm have good. you guys watched uh, the original Alien on Blu-ray HD? We'll I just leave that to Jordan. Yes. I'm just going to let Jordan VHS. Do yes. <laughs> Zach, so, so the Pope's shit in the woods. Yes. Yeah. So the reason I ask is because you actually can see the steel cable drop it, uh, lowering the uh, the aliens or uh, pulling the alien up behind. There's one character, and it hasn't been taken out in the 35 mil version for the transfer at 720H uh, SD. It didn't have enough high resolution to be able to capture that. Yeah. But you can see it on a high def television, and it's kind of amazing to be able to watch the mind of the director be to be able to manifest uh, turn this this beautiful Giger design uh, into this fucking ferocious legend and do it basically with smoke and wires. Fucking cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big fan. I will say Prometheus didn't make any fucking sense. And thank uh, you. Thank you. And, and when someone, and here's the thing is when you have a low budget, you know, there's a scene where, uh, what's your face? The gorgeous chick who's in it. Um, in Prometheus. No, no. Oh no! Uh, uh, oh no! Is it gorgeous. Well, I mean, Charlie's. Well, I mean, Charlie's Theron. Theron. I'm no, sorry. not yeah, Charlie's Theron is something. No offense to Rooney Mara, but get your head out of your fucking ass, bud. I uh... yeah. Oh, the gorgeous. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So she says, like she goes, um, we're half a million miles from Earth. It's like, no, you're not stupid. You're that would still be inside the solar system. The very beginning. You've got like a star date explaining where you are in traveling. And I'm sorry, when you got 80 million fucking dollars or 120 million fucking dollars to make a movie, you can Google search space. <laughs> and if it's like, if a, fuck, right. if a fucktard like me can capture that, you lazy dickhole. On the other side, gorgeous designs, 
And then on the other yes. side, stupidest shit in the world when a space biologist is going up to a penis cobra monstrosity like it's his neighbor's fucking newborn baby. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey there, buddy. How's it going, pal? Dude, I wouldn't do that to a dog, let alone a space <laughs> penis cobra. Doesn't make any sense. And at that point, that's when you nice. stop giving a shit about what they do because they're making dumbass fucking decisions. So now you go, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm very excited about Aliens Covenant. Wait a second. Is he going to cry? Jordan, you're going to cry. I mean, he, he does look like he's going to cry, doesn't he? No. He does look, no. No, I'm just saying. Just... you're not <laughs> nice to the movie. Oh, my God. Thank God. You're going to cry for me, cry, baby? You gonna cry? <laughs> Zach, you gonna cry for me, cry? That's perfect. Come on. <laughs> Zach, you are so awesome. I hope. There you go. Um, Zach, uh, we're not gonna go much longer, but my last question for you that I had, uh, what of yep. course is to go full circle back to Titus. Um, my favorite episode uh, that you were in, uh, hardcore, was in uh, Dave joins the military. <laughs> um, yeah, that is was there fun. an episode that you like more than 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 uh, Tommy's not than gay? Episode or, or what? <laughs> Tommy's ready, not gay. Ready for that one? Tommy's, Tommy's not, not gay. gay. Tommy's like not that. gay is a brilliant fucking episode. That episode did a lot. Um, knowing from what I have done for my fandom of Titus is that that's the first uh, mainstream sitcom to talk about yep. homosexuality. And, and also, no, more importantly, uh, um, queer bashing. Yeah. Because, like, my older brother, when I was in high school in Toronto, my older brother uh, got beat up by eight guys, put in the hospital. He fractured his skull. He didn't know who I was for a week. Um, and then there was some fucktard at my school who's bragging about going queer bashing on the weekend, and I broke his jaw. And so what I loved about the, with Titus doing that is that, look, uh, Jack Kenny, our, one of our creators, is gay and married to his husband, Michael. Uh, Brian Hargrove is gay and married to Di David Hyde Pierce. Titus is not gay. Uh, but, you know, the shows like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy or Will and Grace um, or, fuck, I don't know. Uh, any of those shows, though, the problem is if you're watching them, you're either you're gay or you're a woman or you're already gay friendly. So you're really just preaching to the choir. You're pandering to an audience you already know accepts you. And what I loved about the balls that they had to do on this was they weren't saying, let's all go out and suck a dick because that makes us all equal. Because that's fucking insulting. And, I, you know, we'll keep our politics out of it. But I do believe that one of the reasons why we went Republican in the last uh, election um, is because the Democrats were jamming an agenda down everybody's throat about how they should feel about things. And that's not cool. Um, it gets to be overwhelming when you're told how to uh, relate to other people. And what I liked about what Titus had done is they didn't say, hey, let's all be gay is okay, get down on the brown. It wasn't about that. <laughs> it was, do, do you believe that somebody should be beaten to death and hung on a fence post to die because they're gay? And you can't say that's okay. Like, you know, unless you're a soulless yeah. prick who's basically a Nazi, you can't. 
And yeah, what I, I loved what they did about it is like I, I literally have that moment where I'm in the bar with Titus and Cynthia and David Shatra and he's freaking out. He's like, no, nah, I must be gay. I must be gay. And I down a beer and I put it down. I turn around, I kiss him. And I start kissing him and I push his face down. And he falls backwards on the pool table and the kiss goes on for a like good 20 seconds. And I love David, but man, that guy's facial hair is hard as <laughs> fuck. And I, you know, I, I got to get take my hat off for gay dudes who kiss bearded gay dudes because that shit fucking hurts. Um, and I finish kissing him, and I go, you like that? He goes, no. I'm going, then you're not gay. Gay, and yeah. Everybody starts laughing, and then it cuts to the neutral space, and Christopher Titus saying what he says. Um, yeah. Wow. That's the appreciation with uh, yeah. Chris Titus, though, is that that's why whenever his uh, he would do his uh, his shows or his stand up, I considered yeah. them more to be one man shows than a stand up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. His stand up, I wouldn't call him a stand up. I call him a rake on tour. Yeah. That's a good way. Because yeah. he's more of a classical storyteller to give you like he's giving you an arc. It's not jokes. It's story. So you're going on a adventure with him uh, of word and mind. Um, but I respected that because the audience that was watching Titus liked cool cars, Cynthia's big titties, uh, funny jokes. Uh, I smoked weed. So you were exposing it to an audience that wasn't really asking for that. And, you know, I thought that was always a sign of great shows where they made you think like MASH or Cheers. I thought those were the shows that meant something. So, yeah, that was that was well, my I thing. mean. Zach, you know, like I said to you on the phone, like I said before we did the show, I mean, like it, it meant something to me because it was the first sitcom I watched, and uh, you are always fun in it. And um, every time I see you in movies, uh, you know, back in the past, after the show, and also in the future, I'm like, oh my god, Zach Ward, that's amazing. And a little fun fact to the fans, and Zach, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Titus was the first. Um, sitcom to ever be shot in full HD as well. Yeah, it was the first sitcom so, to be shot. What? With no shit. Pan uh, yeah, Pan F900. Yeah. Which is the first digital camera so, Yeah, for, for broadcast standards. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, But, you know, we know that Zach has a personal life. We don't want to keep you forever. Um, but, Zach, Thank you so yeah, much. Really for appreciate on to the show. Tell tell oh, all pleasure. our fans yeah, where they really can find awesome. you. Do you have Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat? Tell all our I fans where they the can Twitter. find you. I have the Twitter, oh. and I have the Facebook, and I have the Instagram. My uh, my Facebook uh, is Zach Ward, and um, God, what is it a picture of now, baby? My fa my fan one. Not to be an asshole, guys, but my personal is over five k, and I can't. Uh... Right. No, you gotta separate that shit. Oh, the cats. Oh yeah, so the the look up yeah. a Facebook of me, I and the picture looks amazing. Got to tell you, it's the best picture, the greatest picture you've ever seen of a redhead boy <laughs> in a chair. Yeah, I'm wearing a white shirt and a, and a black tie, and, and and my red hair is red, <laughs> and my green eyes are sparkling like limpid isles, and that will melt your soul. So please go there for Zach Ward Facebook, uh, Twitter is total Zach Ward, T-O-T-A-L-Z-A-C-K-W-A-R-D, as is my Instagram. And uh, by all means, please, if you're going to watch Bethany, look, this is indie film. And when I say indie film, I mean um, I fucking killed myself to get these things made, both Restoration and Bethany, sweat, blood, and fucking tears. And 
with Absolutely. all the fucktards stealing our work and putting it on YouTube, uh, my job is to get our investors' money back who backed us and I don't want to say supported a dream but believed that we would follow through with our word. And if I have to jerk off everybody between here and the Appalachian Mountains to get the, a lot of people to watch that movie, <laughs> there you go. give me the Luberderm motherfucker because I'm good to go. Watch Bethany. Watch Restoration yes. on iTunes. Give me a fucking review. Make yes. it three or above because we want other people to watch it. And if you if you have a problem or a question or a suggestion about the movie, Twitter me on a DM, and I will fucking hit you back. I don't do it every twenty four seven because that shit's annoying. But when I do do it, I answer people's questions directly. But please, Absolutely. save indie fucking film. Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. my you man. Listen, this, this has been the perfect iTunes. fucking interview. Uh, both those movies are on iTunes or on Amazon Video, by the way. Yeah. 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 Check out Listen. Bethany. It's amazing. It, it was, really thank is. You it was a solid story. Like, as far as um, movies goes, it was, I, was, I was happy. I was, it really was. Thanks, man. Yeah, because, cause, Zach, we've seen some crap. I mean, I mean yes. <laughs> but it, we I, are talking like, about Independence crap. Day 2, by the way. That movie was awful. You know, and that's the we thing is that. the problem is when the budgets are that big, I'm not going to give you a get out of jail free card when you're making <laughs> right. like, you know, if you got no fucking money and you're making a good movie, I'm going to lift your ass up high and give you a, a high five. I mean, look at a film like The Babadook. That fucking movie was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, The Babadook was great. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so then, of course, thank you for the support. Yeah. They, no, they, yeah. They, they I, and, and then, of course, you know, I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, like, we talked about Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil Final Chapter was our ass this year. Oh, so, I mean, boy. like, it's... Dude, ah. I got to be honest. That, okay, and I got to get off, the, off this in a second, but my attitude towards the Resident Evil thing, look, ah, I think the first one was fucking awesome. I thought it was great. Sure. I thought the one I was in was pretty fucking cool. I thought the one in the desert... Yeah, mommy, yeah. Man. And then it started getting fucking ridiculous. Like, this bitch was Akira. Like it just became yeah. bananas. Like every superpower, she became yeah, one supernatural, person. yeah. And it's just like uh, you get to a point where it becomes so derivative of every other single fucking franchise, and she's nigh indestructible, and you're throwing every fucking cliche at the end of it that you just <clears throat> snore fucking pie, dude. I just could nice. not give a shit. Codes. So, got cheat codes. And I, I love Mila Jovovich. That bitch is hardcore, and she's a sweetheart. But, dude, I'm glad she's out of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, on um, that note, guys, watch Bethany, uh, watch Restoration. So yeah, definitely. I'll, I'm going to check out Restoration definitely. now. Um, check us out on iTunes. Search Movie Guys Podcast. Go to movieguyspodcast.com, berealnetwork.com, and also Podbean, which is movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Zach, don't hang up. We have something yeah, for you yeah. just real quick before we let you go. But thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. We'll be back <laughs> next week for Alien Covenant. We're excited to talk to you guys about that. So have a good night.